89 in Chicago. It's another big hour with Don Wade and Roma's guest host, former presidential candidate, governor of Arkansas, host of the Huckabee Report, and his own show on Fox News Channel. Oh, and he plays bass. Governor Mike Huckabee on the Big 89. And welcome back to the 8 o'clock hour. My guest is Governor Mitch Daniels of Indiana, the 49th governor of that great state. Uh, incredible governor, and I want to say of, of the governors of America, I think he's probably one of the most effective, if not the most, and I'm not the only person who thinks that. Governing Magazine named him in 2008 as the public official of the year. He has been given more awards than I have time to even begin to mention. It is my privilege to welcome Governor Mitch Daniels of Indiana. Governor, good to have you with me today. How come you, sweet talker? <laughs> Look, I'll nice say guy. anything to kiss up to guys I like. Yeah, <laughs> and you're one of them. Well, I, I truly. It's 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 fun watching you move around there, uh, <laughs> brother. You uh, you're having too much fun, but I guess you're proving there's there's life after governor, and that's encouraging to some of us. Well, you know, employment is good. I keep watching these unemployment numbers go up, and when people say you sure are working hard, you know, television, radio, I say, yep, but it sure beats walking the streets. I like it a lot. Uh, look. Governor, I wanted to have you on here because, first of all, I, I think you've done a lot of innovative things in health care. We, we're seeing Congress just in a convoluted position. But you've actually taken some of these issues, one that's near and dear to my heart. We, we did it in Arkansas when I was governor, and you've had a very successful run with health savings accounts. Explain how that works and why it is a good alternative. It simply puts the people back in charge of their own health care and, and, and trusts them to make uh, at least the first dollar decisions. Mike, as you know, the, we stumbled after World War II into a system that we call insurance, but it's, it's almost the reverse, uh, in which uh, uh, we pay now as a people. Uh, uh, someone's calculated only about 12 cents of every health care dollar out of our own pockets, and the rest of it feels like it's free. And everybody being human, uh, we, you know, if it's free, you tend to say, give me all you got, and we overconsume and overspend. Uh, it's not the only uh, reason costs are so high, uh, but it's it's a big one. And so health savings accounts, uh, uh, as we've been able to use them, we were up to we're up to seven out of ten state employees now, plus um, fifty thousand low income people in a program for the uninsured. Um, we trust people to make their own decisions. They're making wise ones. They're saving themselves a lot of money, and they're helping uh, bring down the the cost, the total cost that uh, they impose on the health care system. You know, it's pretty simple when, when you, when it's your own money, you're more careful with it, as, as Gomer Pyle used to say, surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things about the health savings account that works is because if the person spending the money, uh, isn't the same person who's receiving the benefit, there's a real disconnect. And the current insurance of third party pay is that the spender is not the user. But when the spender and the user are the same person, they're much more careful about what they're spending for what they're using. And I think that's the essence of the health savings account. It empowers the individual. You're and exactly you... right. I mean, the, the, people are such smart consumers. You know, what, uh, in every other walk of life, you know, we're all tend to be pretty good bargain hunters in this country. But um, the healthcare system is set up so you don't care. And um, uh, but as soon as you do, as when you're managing uh, your own account. Um, and, and paying for the, the more routine and low-dollar expenses, you start to ask those questions you would ask if you were buying a car or if you were buying a, you know, uh, something in the grocery store. You know, you know, doctor, is there a generic drug for that? Uh, doctor, um, 
what's the, if I have to get that uh, test, what's the cheapest place to get it? Uh, you know, simple things like that that we've uh, that have just evaporated from healthcare because of the phenomenon you just talked about. I'm talking with Governor Mitch Daniels of Indiana. A lot of people are losing their jobs across America. You're one of the few states, and it's in the middle of the Rust Belt, but you're, you're actually seeing uh, new jobs come into the state. Last four years, uh, the agency that you've created, the Indiana Economic Development uh, Corporation, helping to create new jobs. What are you doing differently that other states ought to be doing? And that's a loaded question to kind of set it up. But tell me, I mean, something's well, going right in Indiana right now. Uh, Mike, we... we have made it our central purpose to be as job-friendly, growth-friendly, business-friendly as we can. We've lowered taxes. We've tried to make regulation. We haven't made it any more lenient, but we have made it fast and predictable. Uh, we measure everything. How long does it take you to get a permit for this or that? Um, and uh, you know why every state doesn't do this, I don't know, because the secret to success is having good-paying jobs for as many people as possible. And then you, then you have the money for uh, public services, but... Uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I had to look because I was talking to Illinois. I mean, in, in every ranking, we're a, Indiana's a top ten state. Illinois is a bottom ten state of uh, uh, no matter how they uh, carve it up. So uh, uh, we'll continue to do that. We've been hit by the recession too, but we're uh, we've got the lowest unemployment in the Midwest, and uh, we still have a good flow of jobs coming in. Well, I was over in Elkhart, uh, Indiana, did my show from there last spring. Some of the most wonderful, industrious, creative people I've ever been around. I love that place and love those people. And, and they weren't sitting around talking about how bad things were. And they had really been hit hard because of the uh, decline of the RV industry, which is essentially headquartered there. But they were looking for ways to, to, to say, we'll innovate, we'll, uh, we'll come up with new ideas, and they were. And uh, it, it was that can-do spirit that, that really is what America's all about. You did a great show from there, and uh, if you haven't had a chance to be back, you won't be surprised. Unemployment in Elkhart's fallen five points in the last few months. People are going back to work, both uh, some recovery in the uh, RV industry, but more than that, a host of new companies that we brought in there. Where you've got a good, a good low-cost, uh, pro-growth business environment, uh, even a weak economy like this one sees the opportunity and moves to fill it. You, in your previous life, you were the director of the Office of Management and Budget under President George W. Bush. You've seen the federal budget process up close and personal, and you ran it from inside the White House. Uh, White House. What is happening now is causing Americans just about to the point of stroke. Uh, spending money that is just beyond the pale. What is going on in D.C., and what should citizens be most concerned about? We should be most concerned about uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, I don't think immoral is too strong a term. Uh, uh, disservice we're doing to our children and their children. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter, Mike, I tell folks, uh, it doesn't matter what your view of government is, big government, small government, set that aside for a minute. This is, this is arithmetic. The obligations that are, that, the commitments that have been made, if we don't uh, make some big changes in Medicare and Social Security and um, not to mention the year-to-year -year spending of the federal government are, simply cannot be paid. And so um, major, major change uh, has to happen. And um, nobody in Washington's hands have been clean on this uh, over uh, uh, recent decades. But, um, you know, clearly what's happened in the last year or something has taken a very serious problem and made it uh, almost terrifying. Your assessment of the uh, health care process in Washington, will it pass? 
and should it pass? I can't answer the first question. It, no, it should not, because I don't know, but it, it should not pass. You know, everything we just talked about uh, that makes health care too expensive now and things we didn't. I mean, but you know, the, the fact that you don't pay uh, uh, for your own uh, care uh, directly, the fact that uh, we pay people for how much they do, not how well they do it, the fact that we have uh, the lawyers have, po- have put a huge amount of defensive medicine in the process, all these things are what should we, we should be fixing, and instead this bill would take them all and make them um, even worse, uh, extend them to the entirety of health care across the country. And so I'm very hopeful that better judgment will prevail and, um, and that we can uh, uh, then all get together and go to work on the real uh, difficulty. But uh, uh, there seems to be a determination to push it through come what may uh, and reflects a I think an unfortunate arrogance that, uh, on the part of people who really believe they know better than average Americans so what's good for them. Governor, I've got less than a minute, but I've got to ask you this question regarding the impact on states, because no one's talking about this very much. We know it's going to hit us hard at the federal level and probably raise taxes, but there, there's a lot of unfunded mandates in this health care bill for the states. Impact on states like yours? would be bad, very, very bad. I mean, uh, first of all, run up our, uh, our, our costs. We're one of the few states, Mike, that's still paying its bills. I'm watching the terrible problems that Illinois is going through uh, uh, over there with huge debt. They want to borrow more. They want to raise taxes. They're going to slash education and other vital services. And, you know, we managed to hold it together in Indiana, one of the few states that hadn't raised a tax. In fact, we cut them. But, uh, you know, another set of costs like the ones that this bill would impose will uh, uh, be a backbreaker for states that are in real trouble right now. And uh, in our state, it would also uh, tax one of our most vibrant businesses, the uh, orthopedics and medical device business, wipe out our plan that uh, helps uh, uninsured people today, pitch them into Medicaid. So we, we can't find much to like. Governor Mitch Daniels of Indiana, thank you very much. Uh, again, my eyes are on you. I, I think that there's uh, more we're going to hear out of you. I hope so. And thank you for joining me today. See you soon. Take care. My pleasure. This is Mike Huckabee. I'm in for Don Wade and Roma on the Big 89 WLS. We'll be back with Ken Hoagland right after this.